Hi friends, welcome back to the Health Forward Podcast. This is episode 57 and today we are going to talk about consistency, how to be consistent and why we so often struggle with it. I think my perspective on it may surprise you a bit, but I hope it's one that you will find helpful and I think it will be helpful for you. I'm excited to share it with you, so let's get into it. Hey friends, I'm Elena Davis, your integrative health coach, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Health Forward Podcast, where each week we will be talking about different things that move us forward toward a healthier and more fulfilling life. Thanks so much for listening in. How often have you heard the phrase, consistency is key? It's everywhere, right? In a lot of instances, I think this is absolutely true, but I want us to go a little deeper today because consistency is often a pain point for people when it comes to their health. Often when I ask my friends or even my Instagram followers what they are struggling with or what they feel like they could use some support around, every single time the overwhelmingly popular response is consistency. Consistency in exercising and getting good sleep and eating nutritious foods and not eating junk food every night and on and on the list goes. I would venture to guess you've probably had a few of those thoughts yourself and I would say me too. I have found myself feeling the same frustration of, oh, why can't I stay consistent? Well, recently I've been doing some work that's prompted me to dig deeper into the idea of body image and diet culture and why we so often feel like we're failing in this area of consistency. One thing that has come up for me and that I think may be one of the biggest contributors to this common struggle is a misalignment between our mindset and our goal. Now, I know that sounds a little philosophical, so hear me out. When the goal or our desired result is to lose weight or get our bodies, air quotes here, summer ready or change sizes or tone up a certain area or even to feel good or get back to feeling energetic like we did five or 10 years ago. When those things are our goal, we are going to get very overwhelmed First of all, those things are not always in our control. We can do all the, quote, right things. We can follow all the principles of living a healthy lifestyle and sometimes still not lose a single pound or still not get pregnant or still have a disorder or a disease. So that's going to feel really frustrating when we have set that goal and we're probably going to give up. We will also often give up because the goal seems so massive. It doesn't seem attainable and it it feels so far out of reach. So when it comes time for us to make a decision about what to do or whether or not to do something, We often don't see the value in sticking to whatever plan we had made for ourselves. However, when the goal is something attainable, something that we can control, 
something that is directly and immediately affected by our choices, it makes following whatever plan we've set easier, therefore allowing us to be consistent in our behavior. Let me put this in a practical context and use this as an example. So in this scenario, it's late at night, let's say it's 9.45 p.m., and you can't stop thinking about the ice cream in the freezer. It's relatable, right? We've all been there. But in this scenario, your goal is that you want to be able to fit back into the jeans you wore two summers ago, you know, the pre-COVID jeans. So in this case, your thinking will most likely go something like this. Oh, this sucks. I bet insert whoever's name you were just looking at on Instagram, doesn't have to worry about not eating ice cream. Or, meh, who cares? I'll never get back into those jeans anyway. Or, I've already fallen off the wagon the past few days. What's one more treat? I'll do better tomorrow. And then you either deprive yourself and don't eat the ice cream, while probably inducing some shame and guilt on yourself and probably some judgment on others. Or you do eat the ice cream, but you immediately feel regret or apathy about the goal you set for yourself, which leads you to the question, why can't I be consistent in what I'm eating? Does that sound familiar? Now let's contrast that with the same scenario, but a different goal. So same thing, it's late at night and you can't stop thinking about the ice cream. But this time, your goal is to feel good about how you are caring for your body. So that's your goal, to feel good about how you are caring for your body. Can you already feel the difference between the two? In this scenario, your thinking may go something like this. Well, every time I eat ice cream, my stomach gets so bloated and I feel miserable for hours. I don't think it's actually worth it. What else do we have instead? Or, I love the ice cream, that sounds so good, but it's probably going to spike my blood sugar right before bed. What can I eat with it to help stabilize my blood sugar? Or maybe even, yes, I've been waiting for the perfect time to try that ice cream, and this is it, and I know it's made with good ingredients, let's go for it. So you choose to either eat the ice cream or you don't, but you make a conscious decision that isn't going to be followed by guilt and regret. The difference here is that with that second goal, you are making a decision from a place of loving and caring for your body right now, just as it is, rather than making a decision from a place of shame or apathy while putting a ridiculous amount of pressure and expectation on yourself. One of the biggest enemies to consistency is unrealistic expectations. Now, there is definitely something to be said about being intentional and scheduling things into your day or week, like prioritizing sleep and exercise. I mean, there is a practical, logical piece of actually planning things into your calendar or schedule, because if you don't, it probably won't happen. But again, we are much more likely to make choices that support our well-being when we are operating from a goal of caring for our bodies and stewarding them well. So I want to challenge you to take a look at your goal or your lack of goal. If you're feeling discontent or you're wanting to change something about your health, what is your goal? Is it to take good care of your body, to love it well, to support it in functioning well? 
If not, consider making that your goal or at least part of your goal. It will change how you make decisions. It will change how you feel about the decisions that you make. And it will change how you feel about yourself. Now let me get real with you for a minute. If this idea rubs you the wrong way, or if you find yourself rolling your eyes a little bit while listening to this, I want you to ask yourself why. Dig in a little bit. Does the idea of loving your body or caring for your body or stewarding your body well seem weird or maybe even wrong to you? Do you feel like your body is subpar or broken or maybe it shouldn't even be considered at all? If so, why? Where did that idea come from? And if you find yourself feeling this way, let me ask you a few questions that I hope will help you think through this and maybe help change your perspective a little. Do you believe that your body was created by God? The same God that created the sky and the ocean and the sun and the moon. Do you remember that after he created man and woman, their bodies, he said that it was good? Do you actually think that he can make something that is bad or subpar? And if you find yourself thinking that about your body or talking that way about your body, isn't that insulting your creator? Now, please know that I don't ask you these questions to put shame on you. If anything, I want the opposite. I want to pull it off of you. But friends, we so often think that our biggest problem or struggle or obstacle is not being consistent. But in reality, our biggest obstacle is that we have a misalignment between our mindset and our goal. When we view our bodies as something to be fixed or a project that always needs to be improved or even as just a tool or really anything other than a good creation of the Father in which we get to experience this life and experience Him. Friends, we're not going to be motivated to be consistent in caring for our bodies. It's going to feel useless. It's going to feel pointless. It might even feel vain. And I'm not saying any of this to you as someone who has conquered this or figured it all out, but as someone who's right there with you. I've been working through some of these exact same thoughts and feelings about myself over the last few weeks. I've had to dig deep and ask myself these same questions about what I believe about my body and what I believe about the one who made it. And I can honestly tell you that realigning my mindset with what God says and focusing on the goal of caring for my body out of a place of love and gratitude and stewardship has made a huge difference for me. And I believe it will make a difference for you too. It is easy to get caught up in what culture says about health or about what we should look like or eat like or work out like. But as believers, as women who follow Jesus, that is not where we find truth. That is not where we find direction for our lives. We have to guard against that. If you are feeling frustrated with yourself because you can't stay consistent or because you lack motivation, Ask yourself these questions. Check your mindset and focus on the goal of caring for your body, being kind to and grateful for your body instead of trying to make it into something or make it look a certain way. 
If you feel like you need to do some work around the issue of body image or body shame, or if you would just like to know more about a kingdom mindset about health and body image, I would encourage you to go check out Jess Connolly's Good Body Gals community. I've talked about it a little bit on Instagram, and if you're in my friend group, you've definitely heard me talk about it. But it's because I found it to be incredibly helpful for my own soul as I've navigated these thoughts and feelings. And it's also been helpful for me in thinking about how I teach and coach other women. You can find all the information about that in her Instagram bio or by searching for the tag uh, for the hashtag goodbodygals on Instagram. And if you feel like you need one-on-one support in this area or knowing what steps to take or how to be kind to your body or what that looks like or what a healthy lifestyle might look like for you, I would love to help you with that. I offer a free consultation where I learn about your specific needs and your health history and your health goals and what you feel like your current obstacles are. And together, we can come up with a plan to help. You can learn more about that by going to my website, yourhealthforward.com. And if you enjoy today's episode, you can support the podcast by leaving a five-star review and rating. Leave a comment if you have questions. I'd be happy to get back to you on that. And make sure that you are subscribed so that you don't miss any future episodes. Well, that does it for me today, friends. Thank you for spending some of your day here with me. I know that your time is valuable and I never take that for granted. Keep moving forward. Go love your people well, and I'll talk to you next time. Please remember that the content in this episode is not to be considered as medical advice and is only intended as general health information. Thanks so much for listening in today. See you back here next week for another episode of the Health Forward Podcast.